0: Welcome to episode 14 of Menu Stories, a podcast where we get to know the stories about the people and restaurants behind the food we love, starting with San Francisco. I'm your host, Rebecca Goberstein. Today, we meet General Manager David Hanna behind California's longest-running restaurant, Tadich Grill, which opened in 1849. We recorded this interview late this summer, learned about the history of the menu, what it means to be among the oldest restaurants in the country, and of course talked about the food.
1: You'll never leave here hungry, you'll never yeah. leave here sober, and <laughs> uh, you know the food tastes fantastic.
0: The food at Tadich has been beloved by San Franciscans seeking a warm meal for over 150 years. How does a restaurant stay open for this long and do well? Does Tadich Grill face the same issues as newer San Francisco restaurants? Let's have a listen and find out. We are here with the General Manager, David Hanna of Tadich Grill. Thanks for joining us.
1: Absolutely. Good morning.
0: So, in your own words, can you describe what Tadich Grill is?
1: Well, I mean, in its basic form, Tanitch Grill is a seafood restaurant, but it's quintessential San Francisco. I think that uh, when people come to San Francisco and they're looking for, you know, what San Francisco food represents, fresh quality, uh, great tasting seafood, uh, this is definitely the place. And that we've been around for 166 years, and we're the oldest restaurant in California. I mean, it says a lot to the staying power of the restaurant, so it's... it's, uh, it's probably one of the best restaurants in the city as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, I don't think too many would disagree with that. Um, so you mentioned that it's, it's got quite a history, the restaurant. Can you share how the restaurant started?
1: Well, it's been uh, owned Croatian-owned since, uh, since day one. Uh, we were founded by three Croatian immigrants that uh, came over to San Francisco And uh, it started off as a tent on the long wharf that uh, extended out into the bay, uh, serving coffee and uh, then fresh grilled fish over uh, mesquite charcoal. And we've been doing that ever since. Uh, We've we've been in eight different locations over the years, but we're in our final location as we bought the building when we moved here in uh, 1967.
0: Oh wow, I didn't realize there were that many locations. what was uh, What was the clientele in the beginning? Why on the wharf and who were you serving?
1: Well, it was mainly the fishermen that would come in from, or the seamen that would come in on uh, long uh, merchant ships. They'd come in uh, into the bay and after a long trip around South America and over from uh, Asia, they'd come down here and they'd be looking for some good food and they finally would find it right when they got off the boat would be right there waiting for them
0: have uh, have any of the recipes stayed the same from that day
1: well i mean it was pretty basic when it was the tent but uh, we definitely have had uh, recipes that have you know spanned the test of time we uh don't change the menu very much the the this daily specials change on a obviously on a, on a daily basis there are some recurring themes uh, there but for the most part the rest of the menu has been the same for for a long time i mean we don't have Tripe anymore, or <laughs> or different things like that. But we we still serve on Tuesdays. We still serve beef tongue, and it's been like that for years and years. And I don't think it'll ever change. And we sell out every time. Yeah. So
0: to that end, you guys definitely have an extensive menu. Is that more um, of an old school type of style of menu? Is was that was it like that from the early days? Once it became a brick and mortar,
1: it seems like an extensive menu, but we used a lot of the same fish in different preparations so for instance snapper you'll see probably about five or six times on the menu uh halibut you'll see three or four times on the menu so we 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 a it helps us because we get to use a lot of the fish and and we don't waste a lot Mm -hmm. um and then as well you know we have a bunch of different sauces that add to the flavors of the fish so we can we can have halibut three four different ways like i said with three or four different sauces and have it be a completely different dish every time.
0: So, mm-hmm.
1: you know, it, it, it may look big and daunting, but you know, it's it's not as overwhelming as it might seem.
0: And what aspects um, of the menu are Croatian? I know we're herp- we don't usually talk that much about the menu <laughs> on this show, but you mm. guys just have such an incredible history mm. and the food is so good in classic San Francisco, but also, as you say, authentic Croatian and Italian even.
1: Well, uh, Croatian recipes—we really don't have very many of those on the f- on the menu anymore. Um, mm-hmm. We have a special a Dalmatian stew, which is similar to chipino just a little lighter in the broth, and uh, and so that makes its way onto the menu every so often, but. Um, as far as like actual Croatian recipes, I don't. It, it hasn't been like that for a long time.
0: I guess I think of the like um, anchovy and tomato salads, which aren't very American-style food. Just seem like they scream Mediterranean. Sure. So I guess that's where um, those are the kinds of, of dishes that I would guess were Croatian. But it sounds like it's just fish. <laughs> that's really the. <laughs> a lot of, of different it. fish. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So, how did you get started with the Tadich Grill? What's, how did, when did that happen, and, and how did you join the Tadich team?
1: Well, it's been uh, a little over five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, like most of the guys that work here, uh, I knew somebody.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and I interview well, so um, <laughs> it's been downhill <laughs> from <helpful>. there. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I, I uh, started off as a waiter. They had an opening for a waiter, uh, knowing that... The uh, nighttime assistant manager was going to be retiring or leaving, and so um, I interviewed. I worked as a waiter for a few months, then I moved into his position, and worked as the nighttime manager here for uh, a little over four years. Mm -hmm. And then um, Mm -hmm. as we're opening up our new Tadich Grill in Washington, Mm D.C., our GM is overseeing now both restaurants, so I was promoted to to GM. And... uh, it's like I said for the GM it's been just a position it's been just over a year now and it's fantastic it's uh, you know when I I was interviewing with uh, Mike our owner I was talking to him about the the daunting task of running the oldest restaurant in California and you you know I mean we work here every day and it's 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 just a you know it's an ongoing restaurant it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal but when you break it down to just say the oldest restaurant in California it's like wow yeah. I mean there's a there's a huge responsibility in that and I, and I and I embrace that. I really love this restaurant and I just think that uh it's a it's a great um, honor for me to carry on the traditions.
0: What do you see as being some of the challenges of maintaining the status of the restaurant and keeping it busy and sort of how do you guys do that?
1: Well, as society changes, people get to, you know, I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but you know, customers uh, I've se- noticed in restaurants seem to be a little bit more entitled lately, mm-hmm. uh, where they think that you know, if they just don't like something or if something doesn't come out the way they expected it to, then I'll then we should be giving it to them for free, taking bending over backwards to take care of it and everything. It's like, but I mean, if the fish came out, it was sound, it was fresh, it was delicious, you know, then. I, we don't we don't do that. We don't bend over backwards. We we do what we can for our guests, but we know who we are. We're right. true to ourselves, and so it's 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 a difficult thing to do sometimes, where where you have people who just you know will expect the world and we will do what we can, but we know in our hearts that, I mean, we have a tried and true recipe here yep. and it's, it's who we are. If you want a, a raspberry margarita, then this is not the place to get it, you know, right. we're, you know, we're, we're, I'm
0: just making sure I haven't ever ordered that before. I'm pretty sure I have never ordered that here. Actually, I don't think I've ever ordered that anywhere. There so you I go. Well, and, and
1: it's funny cause we have people that come in here. I have uh, uh, firefighters that come to the city Mm -hmm. every year for um, for training and one and they're big burly guys and one year uh, the first year they came in uh, was my first year here and uh Everyone ordered their beers, and then one of the guys ordered raspberry vodka, and we all had a good joke at his expense that, <laughs> I'm sorry, but we don't have that. So, it was it was a fun... And they come back every year, so... Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> does he bring his own bottle of he raspberry He does not bring his vodka? own bottle of raspberry okay. vodka. Maybe in his <laughs>
1: hotel room, I don't know, but uh, yeah. certainly not here.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I, one of the questions I wanted to ask you was, it seems like... Um, so, just disclaimer, I this is one of my personal favorite restaurants in the city um, just because it is so classic San Francisco Mm -hmm. and there's almost this um, charm about the (laughs) uh, lack of charm of the waitstaff I guess and it's sort of not not that they're they're not charming but they're very just they're here to do a job they're very old school. There's a lot of them that seem like they're um, like older Croatian gentlemen, maybe, if mm. I'm guessing their ethnicity Eastern, correctly, Eastern, Eastern European, Eastern European yeah. some sort. I can say that because my family's Russian. Not that that's <laughs> offensive, but it's almost uh, enjoyable. It's sort of like there's this straight up no attitude no pretension just sure. like we're here to do a job we know I- exactly what you're saying yeah, i mean if you're clear. here to
1: if you're coming to the restaurant to make a new best friend it's not gonna <laughs> be, it's not gonna go well for you here um we that's not
0: the bartender is super nice yeah the, bar, the bartenders
1: you know soften the blow a little bit when, but yeah. once you get into, i mean when, and a perfect example is when i started as the waiter i was working on the counter and i uh, was a gentleman came in for lunch and I brought him his food we had a little interaction and then I uh, came back a little bit later to see how his food was and he said well everything's good but I have one little complaint and he said well I said what's that and he said well you know I come here for the great seafood and the surly waiters and you're too nice so, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's true. It's so like I told him to shut up and eat his food <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and I'm sure he was overjoyed <laughs> it's true though there's something about you almost expect that from even like Peter Luger's steakhouse mm-hmm. a very old restaurant in the east coast i'm sure you're familiar Mm
1: um we get compared to them a lot
0: do you think most of your customers are um tourists because you guys certainly have a prime location that's accessible to a lot of tourists but it seems like a lot of people who come in here are business people who are locals and just local san franciscans as well
1: um you know it it depends on the time of the year Mm -hmm. um right now being the summertime we're definitely getting a more of a Touristy crowd. So certainly, lunch though it's it's mainly financial district people. But you know, right now we're in about a 60-40 split of tourist to uh, locals. Mm-hmm. Um, once we go through summertime into the fall into winter, it goes the opposite way. Mm-hmm. So we'll be more more uh, locals, and and you know we'll have people coming in. In December, I mean, December's a, b- a huge month for us. People just coming downtown doing Christmas shopping, holiday shopping, and and they'll, you know, the tradition is to go do the shopping and then come here to Tadich Grill, and you know, we'll quote upwards of a two-hour wait for dinner, mm-hmm. and even locals who know that they can come back in January and walk right into the table just say, yeah, we'll wait for that, and yeah, they hang out, have drinks, and have a good time.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a good excuse to have like three Manhattan's before yes. <laughs> dinner, so. Yes. So where are you from, and what got you into the restaurant industry?
1: I was uh, born in Ohio and raised in eastern Canada. Um, My father is an Orthodox priest, and his parish had about 1,500 families, one of which owned a number of uh, pizza and sub-restaurants back in Canada. And I started there working as a cook uh, when I was 13, and just loved it. I mean, I'd been cooking and working with my mother and being uh from ottawa which is the nation's capital in canada um we would host a lot of ambassadors at our houses at our house wow. so you know uh, i'm lebanese so we'd ha- we and a lebanese cleric is is considered a you know high up in the in the food chain i guess so we would host a lot of a lot of ambassadors that would come over and uh so from the age of 4 or 5 years old i was serving drinks and serving food to people at our house and wow. and and you know just you, it just gets in your blood and and so after doing it at ho the, at the house i just started working at that restaurant and loved it and been doing it ever since i've i've never had a job that's not been in the restaurant industry so wow. from 13 to 47 now, so 34 years.
0: That's very, that's impressive. <laughs> what, uh, what was your first interaction with, with Tadish Girl? You mentioned you knew someone here, but what was your first connection with this restaurant?
1: Uh, my dentist um, <laughs> was hosting some people <laughs> at Michael Mina's, or at the time it was Aqua. <clears throat> and I came down here to uh, make sure that everything was going s- smoothly expecting him to say, David, just go ahead and sit at the bar and I'll take care of your dinner. And he didn't do that. So, <laughs> so I came next door to Mike, uh, to, uh, to uh, Tadich Grill and my wife and I had a lovely meal at the counter and we've been coming back ever since. And uh, yeah, my, uh, the friend that I know here, he and I have worked in uh, three different restaurants together and uh, he knew there was an opening coming up, got me, uh, got me an interview and the rest is history.
0: That's so funny, an accidental... Uh, rude encounter. Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Sent you to dinner. At, at a future. different
1: restaurant. Not not here, though. That's right, the right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and it sounds like it was the dentist's fault anyway, not yeah. even the restaurant. So that's so funny. Uh, do you still go to the dentist?
1: I do. <laughs> I do. He's great. I would highly recommend him. Just don't do any special favors. For him. <laughs>
0: This is Rebecca Goberstein, and you're listening to Menu Stories, a podcast where we get to know the stories about the people and restaurants behind the food we love. We'll be right back with General Manager David Hanna of Tadich Grill. So, we kind of talked a little bit about the staff, but um, something that that I've been learning and just seeing um, even before doing this podcast was hearing a lot about the challenges of maintaining wait staff and just staff in general kitchen staff wait staff front and back of house um, for restaurants in San Francisco because of the rent it's very hard for people who work in kitchens to afford living in San Francisco even if they move you know to the East South North Bay to warrant the trip to work here in the city so how have you guys managed to maintain that because i definitely see the same older surly eastern european waiters mm-hmm. here every time we come in have you guys managed to maintain that why do you think they stay
1: well first of all we own the building so we don't have to pay an increasing rent every every year so that's very helpful but um you know the owner has always uh, thought that if you're going to live uh, and work in san francisco uh, as a as a wait person especially you're going to need to have two jobs so you might as well just have two jobs here so all the waiters work doubles and mm-hmm. it works out well they get breaks in between so they're you know they take it easy there's no issues with traffic there's no issues with my you know my boss wouldn't let me go early for my other job so they're here all day but they all make well into six figures mm-hmm. and as a waiter in any city that's a fantastic salary. And so we've I mean I have waiters who
0: Are you guys hiring? No, we're not. <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> that sounds like a great gig. <laughs> Yeah,
1: it's a great gig. It really is. <laughs> um, you know, and and uh, honestly, as a good moving from the uh, server to management, I took a pay cut. Um, but you know, my hours wow. are a little bit better than theirs, so that's good. But yep. and it, it it's better for my family. But, you know, these guys work hard and they and they they play hard. I mean, they in the summertime is when all the staff go on vacation, and I have waiters who take three, four, five weeks off in the summer, and they can wow. afford it. Yeah, you know, and they own their houses in Marin, and they, you know, commute every day. I, I live in Pleasanton. I mean, <laughs> even for the kitchen staff as well. I mean, we pay very, very well, yeah. and you know, we're lucky that we have other restaurants here in the area that that hire our staff as well so you know if if we do have we have a couple of kitchen guys who who have two jobs and but they work right around the corner so they are, mm-hmm. they just walk right over here when they're done for their lunch shift at the other restaurant and work dinners here and and we're pretty flexible we want to maintain our like you said we want to maintain our staff and maintain the continuity we've only had eight executive chefs in the entire time that we've op- been open so in 166 years only having eight executive chefs is it's uh, pretty impressive. Yeah,
0: it's like presidential terms almost. Duration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's uh yeah, that's fantastic. Uh and I mean you mentioned there's there's definitely a few notable uh, fine dining restaurants in the area, Saisons mm-hmm. pretty close by. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael
1: Mina, Burbaco, Barbaco. I mean
0: Yeah, you're sort of in a hotbed of the new the new age of um san francisco fine dining Mm -hmm. so how do you it sounds like you have this camaraderie because you actually share teams so how how do you see uh i guess Tadich grill and this sort of old san francisco style of fine dining working with from a diner's perspective working with these other restaurants in the area
1: i mean we complement each other you know the uh, on either side of us um, michael mina you know High cuisine, uh, California cuisine, and and uh, Pribacco, beautiful Italian cuisine, and we're beautiful San Francisco seafood. And you know we're not going to have the the architectural beautiful plate that you're going to see over on either one of their restaurants. But you'll never leave here hungry. You'll never yeah. leave here sober. <laughs> and uh, you know. Um, You know the food tastes fantastic i i still to this day can't believe how much seafood we go through on a daily basis yeah and you know so you know when you're coming here it's fresh from the morning that that it uh, came in and we've just uh, started with a new fish purveyor who you know usually with fish purveyors you're usually getting your fish about five days after it's been caught but uh, with this new fish purveyor it's here the day after it was caught so wow. it's super fresh, and you know we've we've done some salmon, we've done some uh, some halibut with uh, with them, and the the uh, comments I've gotten from our regulars have just been that's the best piece of fish I've ever had here. So, you know, we're really proud of that.
0: When did you make the switch?
1: Just started this week. Wow. Yeah.
0: So now is the time to come in and check out the freshest fish Absolutely. <laughs> ever. At Grill. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's a lot of things to love, certainly, about, about the restaurant. But what what is your favorite thing about this restaurant?
1: Well, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. And my boss, uh, when he and I would work at the bar together, he would hate when I... People would ask me this all the time. And, uh, and honestly, this is the best restaurant job I've ever had and the, the best place to work I've ever been in. And the reason for that, and it stems from my years and years of being in restauranting is that you get to say no to people here <laughs> in a nice way, in a very nice way. Right. But, you know, again, we know who we are, and this is what, this is what we put out. And yeah. so we'll do our best to accommodate your needs. Certainly, if you have, a, you know, dietary restrictions, we, we do our best to do that as well. But, you know, we, we do what we do, and you sh- should know that coming here. <laughs> yep. You know?
0: You know, it just occurred to me, I don't think I've seen a female... Wait staff member here. Up here today. Does yeah. she? When does she work?
1: She works. She's uh, works Monday to Friday. Lunches. Uh-huh. Um, okay. For the most part, people who, and not just not just women, but men too. But like we had a lot of people that, well, I worked f- for a couple summers at Applebee's, and you know, I mean. Great. That's not the job. I mean, that's not the experience that we need here. We need somebody. I mean, I'm, I've been a food and beverage director at a restaurant at at a golf course. Uh, We've got people downstairs, waiters who've been GMs of restaurants, who've owned their own restaurants. So it's that kind of a pedigree that, you know, I look for when I'm, when I'm hiring people. And you know, it's a very, very selective process.
0: Yeah. It seems like that is the case almost in a lot of San Francisco restaurants. It, it feels, um, I was just having this conversation with someone the other day where it seems like San Francisco restaurants, the staff here, have a different kind of pride about their work than you would find in a lot of other dining cities mm-hmm. where like LA, I guess, is a typical example where you're that's just what you're doing for now. Right. But it seems like in San Francisco, there's a lot of pride in being a server and um, working in the kitchens and it's more of a career. And so you get better experiences that way as a diner because sure. especially here, I mean, like we were saying, you guys have um, what what is the average tenure, I guess, of of one of your waiters and the 15 kitchen Fifteen years. Fifteen years. Yeah, I mean, our, our
1: our bar manager just retired retired, and he's been here for thirty two years. Wow. You know, the chef that uh, we had our last chef, he was here for twenty years. Wow. So you know, it's it's. I mean, it's a difficult job, so they should be proud of what they do here, and they're rewarded yep. for that. So, I mean, yep. there's no reason to leave, and there's no reason to, I mean, people. We we <clears throat> we say that this is the last place and the last job you'll ever have, and I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's not like <laughs> you come here like to die. <laughs> you know, you come here to <laughs> the make Croatian the money. Croatian brother as yeah, exactly. well, make sure. <laughs> you come here to make enough money to be able to retire, and that's what you do. And you know, yeah, it's. And you retire comfortably.
0: What's the most challenging thing about running Tadich Grill and now having the extension in, in D.C.?
1: Well, it's actually it's pretty exciting to have that because now being coast to coast, we we uh, you know we have a, a little bit more reach than we did before. I mean, we're still a worldwide popular restaurant, so it's it's great to have that over there as well. The challenge for me here, at the beginning and and still a little bit today, is that I'm dealing with. You know, again, people who have been here for three, four times longer than I've been here, and so while they may think that they know what's best, it's it's uh, a challenge for me to be able to, you know, turn them to do what I'd like them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't like a you know, like I said, we don't change the menu very often. The specials are just a couple of things on there that change. But so, you know, as as trends change, it's kind of difficult to keep up with that. You know we've we've had items on that daily specials uh, menu that have been there for years, and they don't make it onto the the normal menu. And uh, you know we we have what we you know we serve what we serve, and and so it's kind of challenging just to be able to want to keep up with with new trends and different things, and and read about them in in the trades, and and not be able to implement them here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you get cooks and and others who come and apply for jobs here and who are really excited, they want to do things, and it's like, okay, well, that's great. We want to do things too, we want to have fun, but this is the menu, this is what we do. And so you can improve upon that and make your mark that way, but you know, we, we're not gonna become a Michael Mina or a right. Perbaco.
0: I mean, that's, I think, a very consistent thread with any business. If you're if you if you're really honed in on what your value proposition is, you can't suddenly start doing things just because they're popular. Mm-hmm. Because if they don't align with what you're trying to do, then you're going to fall mm-hmm. apart. So, I think that's a very consistent um, challenge that any business in any category or industry has. So sure. that, that makes sense.
1: Well, it's funny. I mean, when I first started here, I, uh, after from after moving from. Waiting tables to bartending, Um, I was interviewed by the Chronicle, and they were asking me about this the trend of um, brandy cherries, and and uh, I told them if I changed our maraschino cherries, the neon red wax balls that we serve in drinks, if I changed those, there would be a revolt in this (laughs) restaurant. I mean, I would have regulars looking at those things like, what is that rabbit turd in my drink doing? I mean, you know, I mean, it's. It's, it is what it is, and people expect, you know, and, and that's the great thing about this restaurant is yeah. that people come in here, oh, I was here five years ago, and I had, hey, it's still on the menu. Wow, that's great. And they love yeah. that. They love the familiarity of it, yep. you know. It's fine. it's great.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of the, the menu, the chiapino is the most popular dish here, am I right? By far, by far. How old is that recipe, and how did that come about?
1: The recipe is uh, It dates back to just early, like the late 1800s. Wow. Yeah. It, was, um, it wasn't created by us, but we like to say we perfected it. <laughs> um, there's a couple of secret ingredients that were not in the original recipe that we've added to it that, uh-huh. uh, that make it our own. Um, it was started off by Italian fishermen that would come in. They'd catch their, the fish. They'd sell what they had, and then whatever they would have left, they'd make a stew to feed all the fishermen families mm-hmm. with that. And it's uh, the Italian. It's it's like a a Tuscan name. It's called Chupin, and it's it means chopped. And so it's like chopped fish in this broth. And so got it. Yeah,
0: makes sense. What's the most rewarding thing about being GM at Tadich Grill?
1: Well, I mean, I think the the best thing for me is when I have regulars that come in here on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. They're, you know, they're... Yes? All right, I'll be right down. Thanks. So uh, it's the people really that that make it the most rewarding thing for me, Uh, our regulars who come in here and just really appreciate what we do. And when they leave, they're hugging the staff, they're hugging me. I have a lady that comes in here, you know, she lives in, uh, in Arizona with her husband. They come in about once a month, and when they leave, she's crying because she's just so overwhelmed, and, and, and I mean, she calls me her second son. I mean, it's, it's great, you know? You don't get that anywhere else, and people just love... Us. not just the restaurant not just the food not just the ambience it's it's everything it's I mean we have you know when you have waiters here that have been here for years they make friendships with the with the guests that last for those number of years and they go to their kids weddings and they I mean it's a really family restaurant and we have people that come in here that have been coming in for generations that, that the mom brings the kids that bring the grandkids and it's it's just wonderful to see that and i think that really especially as far as locals go it's it really is why we're so successful today just generational people just keep on coming and we just regenerate ourselves and it's like the next generation comes in the next generation comes in and you know it just keeps people coming in the door
0: that's great well thank you so much for the time um i know you have a busy day so i'm gonna let you go (laughs) thank you
1: it's a pleasure having you here thank you
0: My personal favorites on the menu are the anchovy tomato salad, oyster's Rockefeller, and the clam chowder, but the chiapino stands out as the constant champion on the menu. The next episode of Menu Stories features a restaurant that sounds like a spring chicken compared to Tadish, but has become a local establishment in its own right. Bar Crudo just celebrated 10 years this October, and we meet Chef Melissa Perfit. So tune in and subscribe to Menu Stories on menustories.com so you can get the next episode delivered to your inbox. You can listen on our website, iTunes, and SoundCloud, and be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram. Until next time, happy eating.